My guest for this episode is Elijah Circioni from the band Dismal Limerence. The band started off as a side project for Elijah back in 2011, and throughout the last 11 years, it slowly evolved from a studio project, and now it's his main full-time gig with a fully fleshed-out band. Their sound is best described as atmospheric black metal with a lot of progressive leanings to it. The track we just listened to was called Sequestered Hearts, and it's off of their 2020 release, Tome 1. This spring, they just released a four-way split entitled Recurrence, with three other fellow black metal bands from around the globe, Nurez, Olum, and The Wolf Garden. Each band contributed a track for a particular season of the year, and we'll get into more about that later in this episode. But for now, let's learn more about what Elijah has been up to and more about his band, Dismal Limerence. Actually, I was trying to find the definition for Dismal Limerence, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not. I'm surprised. Um, you pronounce it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, and then I real I read up, and then I saw uh, that's actually a portmanteau of two different words, which was really cool because I think it really does capture your sound. We'll talk about more of that. If you can kind of give me just a little bit of background on um, the project, I'm gathering from what I've read up online. So this was something that you kind of started up as a collection of songs that you were writing on your own and kind of producing yourself, and then. Um, how, how did it go from that to being kind of the, the full lineup that it is now? Oh, um, I started doing the project when I was a, a teenager and like just basically writing the songs, but I never um, really like committed to it because I was kind of doing just a bunch of other bands at the time. So it's always been just like a back burner. And right. um, I don't know, I just never like gave it the love and attention. <laughs> but um, when I got to a point where I was just like really feeling more connected to it, I was just like that. I'm just going to go ahead and just jump right in and get everybody going. So like just, you know, a good like burst of inspiration made me want to push it to be like more of a main project in my life. Cool. Mm-hmm. How, how did you, um, the, the name Dismal Limerence, I mean, after listening to the material, it, it certainly fits, but how did you come up with that? It, it's a bit of a tongue twister, but um, it, what, what you kind of look up to meeting it, it's really kind of cool. So well, I appreciate that. I, um, I I think that naming a band or project is the worst part of doing any band. It or is. So um, it is like I, like growing up, I read a lot of Tolkien and uh, I was just into like a lot of different books at the time. And limerence was a word that always just came up. And I was like, this is a beautiful word. I love yep. it a lot. And it's not common. And right. Um, I definitely like. I like the juxtaposed idea of limerence being like a very like whimsical, you know, word to something like dismal. And, right. uh, you know, it kind of gives like a, like a little bit of like a peek into things that I've felt. And I think a lot of people can feel where it's like, you know, you, you there's like dark things that yeah. people gravitate towards. And I kind of feel like making black metal and specifically like this kind of, emotive extremely <laughs> expressive style of depressive black metal like i just think it fits so well back then and you know i'm just i'm kind of obsessed with like band names that aren't run of the mill like if i read something that's right it's not a medical condition <laughs> <laughs> literally yes yeah. it's, <laughs> it's been the trope for the last 20 so 30 some years of like what are we gonna name our band ah let's go get a medical journal uh, that sounds painful yeah that works right <laughs> that's perfect yeah or- right anything that's like a verb now halitosis right (laughs) exactly yeah no that's that's hard that's a hard sell for me but yeah i've always just you know kind of tried my best even with like lyrics and 
song titles and stuff like that. I kind of take as much time as I can to find the right words and ways to keep it creative. Yeah. Listening to the material too. Um, So I I did spend some time listening to the stuff off of Tome One. Yeah. It's a pretty striking uh, mix of, you know, I definitely hear black metals front and center of kind of like the core sound, but there's like this nice um, overlay of like kind of these progressively folky kind of sort of elements that also blend in with the atmospheric side of things. Um, and it does, it, it adds a, a level of, um, I guess you could say, cause a little romanticism or there's like a warmth to it that you don't typically think about with black metal. Black metal to me is like just very cold and like, it's just, you, you know, um, just this very kind of either burnt out or just, you know, where it comes from, it's the Nordic countries of Europe. So, you know, it's winter cold, like uh, abandonment of feeling. It's just this pure, just you know, for some folks, it's hatred. Some folks, it's, um, you know, just this emptiness. Um, but I, I don't feel any kind of emptiness when I'm listening to the stuff that, you, you know, you put together on Tome 1 and then also with the, the latest track as well. So I, I think it's a cool juxtaposition in, in, in that sense. Thank you so much for saying that, too. I've uh, uh, kind of uh, always in some way gravitate towards playing black metal, specifically with this project, like is one of the first kind of subgenres I got into when I right. was diving in and that's kind of just had my heart since the beginning so right. do kind of keep that always aligned you know I still listen to so much other stuff that yeah I try to um incorporate everything that kind of strikes me whether it's like a post-rock band a math rock band or um you know just soundtrack stuff I love you know watching tons of movies and I'm always just listening through the whole thing to hear like what's happening, like tonally and all sorts of stuff. So I take influence from like everything possible to try to like incorporate that into the, into this band too. So I, you know, I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. On it. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, the other, the other piece of it too is um, you know, the songs, I mean, you kind of get into a little bit of like almost like an OPEF type territory with, I mean, with the volume of changes that are happening, you know, to kind of break up the intensity with the more atmospheric side or what, you know, I'd say proggy folky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to me that that's kind of another nice like juxtaposition with um, the whole idea of black metal for me, it's like almost like, and, and the same idea of like grindcore, where it's just supposed to be just this like nihilistic, just assault and just, yeah. you know, it's all just like this wall of sound is just hitting you at once. Almost like it's almost like hardcore punk in a sense, you know, True. Um, but, it, you know, having the that kind of weaving in, in and out of these different textures is, is really kind of a cool, cool sound for that. Um, is this something that you, you know, with, with that aesthetic, you kind of developed over time and just kind of been reacting to it? Or is that something you really set out to do with kind of mixing these different elements in with that? Um, that's a really good question. I would say that I don't really like, like, um, I don't really like think that hard when I'm writing it to like kind of make sure that I'm hitting those things. It's right. just something that comes so naturally at this point um, where mm-hmm. like, I'll be playing a part and it's usually always like me in a click track when I'm basing things off of, and I'm like, Oh, this works very well. And I keep this going. And then eventually my ear will just gravitate to what feels like comes next. And then um, pretty just 
naturally and without, you know, any like immediate like context. So the next part just kind of happens. And I think that when it comes to like a cleaner passage or, you know, something like that coming after like a lot of blast beats or, you know, something aggressive, right. um, it just is a total shift in the mood. And I think it just keeps the ears fresh and, uh, I write a lot of music with like a story or kind of lyrical context as like the the forefront. So like, I know if I'm writing about something that has a plot line to it, I, tr I do try then to um, accommodate structurally as to what would make sense in a storyline. So there's a, there's a couple of different ways that I like to take that in consideration, but for the most part, it's pretty just natural and just kind of happens <laughs> when it does. So I noticed you've been working with Spencer uh, Morris. Um, yeah. And this is just kind of more of a, I guess, a, a music geek insider kind of thing. Um, I, I think working with Spencer helps in a lot of ways. I work with Spencer. Um, mm -hmm. He's actually going to be uh, working on my band's next album. Um, he's done some stuff with me in the past. He's actually done my band's live sound a bunch too, in a few different venues around the city. Um, and he just, is he somebody for, for me that just kind of really gets it? Um, and we, we don't play anything in like the wheelhouse of like Bakari or the stuff you guys are doing either. We're, we're completely different, but I, I, I find that working with them, you know, even if he's just doing like some mixing or, you know, it's kind of the mastering stuff or, or whatever it is, like he, he brings a really cool, um, kind of producer's ear to what he's doing. He, he kind of goes back and he'll, he'll get you to kind of just put that nice extra touch onto it or, or you know, just he, he's hearing these different things that you may not get. I, I'm just curious, um, how did you uh, start working with him? Um, that all of those things you said about Spencer are absolutely accurate. <laughs> he is right. um, incredible at what he does. And yeah, I've been a huge nerd and fanboy for Vukari's for a very long time. So um, it was just kind of like a, tr like a trusted source at that point to me. But um I initially met him when I was going to go see this band out run the sunlight. And oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was doing live sound at Cobra lounge. So right. um, I was walking in and I was wearing my Panopticon t-shirt from yeah. the latest album he had. And he goes, Hey, I mix and master that album. And I was <laughs> like, Oh no shit. So you're Spencer. And then, you know, we, uh, that's <laughs> right. how we pretty much like physically met and uh, yeah. I, like ran through with him. I was like, you know, I've listened to like every Panopticon album. It's one of my favorite artists and yeah, I'm a huge nerd for it. So um from there, I kind of just knew, like, you know what, I should, um, as I was just picking this band back up off the ground and getting members, uh, I figured, like, this would be somebody that, you know, I can work with well, and it has been working very well, and, um, you know, I've been actually, like, learning Vukari songs <laughs> within, okay. these, like, a yeah. few uh, weeks and stuff, too, because uh, they're trying to get the ball rolling, so it's been really cool to also work with him in a new way, too. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. Yeah, he's just a he's he's an all around great guy. I mean, I I came aware, became aware of him when he did did sound for us. I think it was at um was it Livewire? It was one night he was doing something. He came in and um yeah he he know, we, we use uh, the in ear monitors and I, I have uh, quite a bit of tinnitus um oh, okay. and yeah it's, it's just from playing stupidly when I was younger and just um. You, you know, this that, that part of my hearing is just unfortunately gone or it's, it's triggered really easily by certain frequencies. Mm -hmm. um, 
but Spencer was like the first engineer that actually like paid attention to that. And he's like, well, I'm going to give you all, you know, the sub bases in the mix of the floor. So you can still feel it and you'll still have your floor monitors. And he's like, it'll augment what you're hearing in your IEMs. And he's just like, it'll just, it'll sound much richer on stage. I'm just like, okay, man, whatever. You know, we're just used to doing our own thing with the IEMs. Cause it's just, it's, we, we resorted to that just for uh, my, my own issues with hearing and then just, being able to hear each other as well. Um, but yeah. No, and, and the guy always nailed it. One time our IEM system went down, he, he was doing a show for us and I, I just didn't need him. I'm like, damn. Okay. Um, so, I mean, for, for somebody who's doing live sound to get it to sound that good, it's like, all right, this guy's just really great. So, and then, yeah, I, I, I fucking love Vicari, man. Um, Same here. Yeah. And he's yeah. Uh, every show that I've seen that he's done sound for has been clear as day, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Balanced. Right. Yeah. Yeah it's so comfortable and uh you know that that works very well with his mixes you know everything that he's done with Vukari, yeah something that you know i i listen to and i feel like it's just rich you know yeah. like it's also uh unique in itself where I, yeah he may mix and master a you know a bunch of different albums but uh i really like that he's able to keep things diversified and right. it doesn't all sound like it's just from him, you know, like you can tell he puts his own attention and care into each one properly. So it's, uh, it's just a, you know, a big testament to him as, as a, as a worker, honestly, <laughs> when it comes sure. to not everybody else's stuff. So he's incredible. For sure. So, um, I, I guess I had a few questions just about, um, kind of your, your, your bandmates. So, uh, the band itself, it, it's mostly just for like, I mean, you write all the stuff on your own, but then the guys come in and kind of learn what you you've written for them, I'm assuming. Right. Um, it, it was like that. And now, um, more democratic know, or absolutely. There's oh, cool. A, the yeah. new record, uh, tome two that we've been working on as the follow up has been, uh, super fun because I, I wrote like the major skeletons of the songs just because it all just kind of came to me really fast. And um, I left parts completely open. You know, I wrote my parts and I let everything just kind of be open to interpretation. And the stuff that has been coming out has been mind blowing to me because, you know, if you have one person working on one thing, it's a pretty linear sound. And uh, it's been incredible working with everyone because uh, Craig uh, plays bass and the stuff that he's been doing on this album is way more intricate than anything I could write on bass or even play on bass. So he has more of a stake in it now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's uh, a different creative focus and bringing Alex into the band, uh, the other guitar player, he's done a lot of incredible work with just chord changes, even right. like he's gone through and edited stuff to just be like, Hey, what do you think of this? And it's, it's been so refreshing because to me this band and project has always been just me my life my representations and reflections and now yeah. having everyone else chime in it just kind of makes it more special and put together and like it's more of a shared piece so it, it's been incredible for that reason that's cool and then you have tim on drums which yeah. tim tim is amazing um <laughs> he is yeah. unbelievable yes <laughs> I, I mean the, the amount of energy that guy has and just all the things that he's been involved with and he is continued to being involved with um and, and he's just a really cool guy too super down to earth mm-hmm. um yeah i'm a huge fan of never we see so um Same here. and yeah that's cool and then yeah, i could hear um especially so like just on the the latest um the latest track for the split 
yeah, there's just a little bit more presence from the instrumentation. And I mean, I think having, you know, what you're saying about things being a bit more democratic, the other, the other players in the band have a, are a bit more vested. Um, it does make a, a difference in kind of a maturity, but it also just adds that extra layer or that uh, those extra um, touches that you, you just can't get outside that when you're writing inside your head and composing stuff, you know, the things that other folks bring in uh, are with different colors and shades you may not necessarily be aware of, you know, as a composer. So. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it's, it's been very interesting because um, all of the material that's been on uh, tome one, that was stuff that was dated for a very long time <laughs> in my life. And right. that's goes to like, you know, well over 10 years ago. So like to have that naturally dated sound from when I wrote those songs and, you know, never really changed them. <laughs> um, that whole thing to get that album out, it was definitely like a, uh, a maturing process because sure. I noticed as a musician after the last 10 years, you know, I naturally have gained different experiences and creative values. So, um, you know, even just playability, I'm definitely hopefully way better than I used to be <laughs> 10 years ago. So um, even just playing the instrument itself. So now that we've gone into getting that album out and pumping out newer material, it just feels like a natural um, maturing process for me alongside with everyone else too, because it's just feels more present and yeah. alive. So definitely. So uh, let's talk about this split that came out. So it's a four way split, which, to me, it's really cool. It's almost like kind of a new take on sort of a sampler, you know. Um, yeah. how, how did all that come together? Um, it was, it's been coming for a long time, but uh, in 2018, um, my buddy Maurice from New Res, uh, he's the second track on the album. He represents Summer. Uh, he messaged me and he was like, hey, we should do a split, you and I. And uh, nothing ever came of that <laughs> because we were both working on our separate albums at the time right. but i was like yeah one day this is gonna happen and then uh in 2019 um we were talking about how cool it would be to do like a four seasons like a vivaldi thing but nice um, you know something that represents progressive or atmospheric black metal and i was like that'd be so cool let's you know figure out who we want on this record and actually uh fall and winter used to be two different bands and then eventually just down the road just things weren't working out creatively and uh time lining wise as well so we had to move on to olim and uh, the wolf garden which i think is an incredible addition to it they both i think represent the seasons very well with their songs and we all kind of made sure that our stories uh were collected together in the process so from right. start to finish you can pretty much experience <laughs> all four seasons for what they're worth from different people and bands yeah that's awesome it's a really cool concept to, to package as a a split, you know, like I said, it's kind of a, but it's a thematic, you know, it's a thematic piece between the four artists as well. Um, and, and just curious, like the response has been pretty good with it. Um, you know, how, how's it been oh, picking it up? Yeah. It's been great for um, us. I haven't been able to talk with, with the other dudes as much uh, since we released it. Cause uh, everyone's just been, of course, busy working on the next thing and still right. working on albums all day long. But uh it's been really good from our perspective. I'm really thankful for uh, flowing downward, for putting out a good press of CDs. Those uh, folding or manifolds look incredible and the CDs just look so, so great. Nice. So I'm thankful for that. But uh, 
yeah, it's been, it's been really good. It's nice to um, get feedback and stuff on a song that was written and kind of completed like three years ago. So it's <laughs> as it, you know, moves forward. And as we keep like playing newer and newer music, it's just really refreshing to get that kind of uh, affirmation for the work that we've done. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to hear that people can find a connection to something lyrically that's been a good one lately too, is uh, I think on tome one, you know, it's, it's harder to kind of put yourself directly into what I'm talking about, but in uh, on Vernal Musings, it's definitely a open piece. There's nothing too specific about uh, anyone's life or anything like that. It's more or less like a story or a concept about rolling around back to spring every single year and the kind of nostalgia that that brings. All right, so uh, we're going to spin up the track here from a Recurrence. This is this Malemurance's track, Vernal Musings.
solely and indefinitely. I straddle relics to my wrist. A blistering shiver runs throughout, though the sun dresses my skin. I've never felt so absolute, and yet barren. Moments like this are yet to feel new, trudging into another spot of darkness. Maybe this one won't last as long. I know they are waiting for me to change, but I still feel this presence
And then you guys have a show coming up at Reggie's. Yes. Um, Is this your first show back kind of post-pandemic time? Um, um, no, we played, uh, we played, a, I think, a four shows since then. But um, Okay. All right. So you guys have been yeah. back out for a bit then. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been really, really good. You know, the first one, I, we were just all so nervous and anxious, like, <laughs> like, oh, my God, this feels so weird to do this again. And it was just kind of weird because it was, you know, taken away for so long. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's been really, really fun playing again. And it's kind of has like a new revitalized feeling to it. And uh, especially with the lineup changes I've had a couple times, I'm definitely like extremely confident and comfortable and, you know, everyone around me is enjoying themselves and right. you know, give, giving a lot to the live experience. So it's been, it's been incredible and I can't wait to, to tear Reggie's up. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You know, I think we all, all of us as musicians took it for granted, you know, uh, before all that happened. Absolutely. And, and now everybody I've talked to, like all, all the guests I've had on my show, you know, and just the few people I've talked to who are kind of on the other side of the fence and the, the, the sort of the, the, the venue and talent buying world too. It's, you know, because, you know, we don't take things for granted now, everybody just has much more intentionality around uh, the shows. And I mean, even the few I've seen, I've been getting back out and I'm actually starting to book for myself um, this summer now that my, bandmates are comfortable and are able to play again um the, the intentionality is just way more more present you know um and the people i've seen playing too every, you know most shows i've seen there's just like this like you know feeling of relief and joy and like release you know because it's mm-hmm. that's a long time a few years to, to kind of have to you know weather through that and we're still not 100 percent out of the woods with all that stuff yet so exactly and, th- but, and that's a great point because yeah. for for a while i was it was just it was just hectic you know it's like are we wearing masks are we not wearing masks right. are yeah. we able to come back into venues are venues still going you know and in the meantime of all this uncertainty right there were still shows being played and <laughs> right for a pretty great risk i would say at the time but you know um it's been a huge learning process for everyone in every industry within the last couple of years. So if, sure. if you came out of it and you're not appreciative for things, you know, somewhat feeling like they used to be already, then, you know, that's, it's gotta be a hard thing to bite on. Cause I, I feel like every show that I have gone to since then, it kind of reminds me like how it felt when you're going into shows for the first time again. And right. you is like, smiling from ear to ear like everyone's excited and yeah physically closer together and it's nice to see faces you haven't seen in a long time as well for sure absolutely it's it's just a big it's like a big party now every time that i go out somewhere i'm running into somebody and uh it it just feels good to be out and yeah to catch the appreciation too like um you know even in my own context like when i used to play before the pandemic you know not that i took it for granted necessarily but when i was on stage you know i never really uh put myself out there to be more communicative and you know expressive to the audience right. so and that was just maybe a comfort thing because i've I'm, I'm not sure what it was actually but uh since i've gotten back into playing it i've definitely felt so much more connected yeah. to the people that are out there you know <laughs> sacrificing their time for me to be loud right. <laughs> so, um yeah, it's a great, great appreciation since all of this is back. 
All right. And then you guys are working on the follow-up to your first released home too. How has that been going? It has been so fun. Um, everything uh, that I do is pretty much recorded here at home. So it's, it's a lot of fun to just have the guys over <laughs> and uh, just, just hang out, you know, make jokes and in between doing takes, we're torturing each other and uh, just, just having a great time. I feel like it's a very positive experience. And uh, overall it's, there's like a, a very high like level of excitement from each of us for different reasons, for different songs on the album too. So overall, I feel like everyone just has like something they're identifying with in this album. So it's been extremely refreshing. No, that's really cool, man. Um, it's nice to be able to have that level of focus on, and, you know, being able to, you're putting, it's going to be a full length, right? Not just an EP. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a full length. It should okay. be somewhere around uh, 50 minutes or so. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing I, I was curious about too, since you know you, you're back out again, um, and you know you're part of uh, Transcendent Records, um, and I've you know I've seen some of your show history. I caught you guys opening up for, it was for Varaha's release show. It was at 2019. Oh, yeah. That was and that was a good show. That was the first time I ever heard you guys, and I thought really really good set. Really, um, you know intense stuff i mean for sure then that kind of again that that uh, range of emotion with what you're doing really came across even then um you know are you guys looking at um potentially uh kind of getting out of chicago for kind of your next phase when when this release is ready oh absolutely um i was intending on that (laughs) when we were releasing tome one right uh, with that being released in the middle of the pandemic in 2020, it was, yeah, everything was shot down, you know, very, very suddenly. So I just, uh, you know, didn't hang up the towel or anything like that. I just figured I'm really glad everyone's enjoying this, you know, specific piece of music, but I'm going to just keep working and just keep gaining inspiration. So when we started uh, writing and recording tone two, um, you know, I just like I do naturally think about taking this music out further and going to different places. We've we've had offers over the last like two years to go play somewhere else. But because right. of the pandemic, it's just been. Yeah, it's been tough. And, you know, it's I just didn't want to be do, taking any risks like that. And uh, yeah, be safe at the time. So uh, as we go forward, though, I, I absolutely have intentions going into next year to be playing out a lot more that's outside of the, our city and uh taking it to the places where people actually want to hear it so you know kind of got the contacts and everything that i need saved up and i'm just really looking forward to doing that probably by next year oh very cool so hey elijah man it was great chatting with you thanks for uh, coming on the show and uh i'll talk to you later man absolutely thank you so much eric and uh, have a great rest of your night too you too take it easy man bye if you like what you heard from Dismal Emirates, check them out on Bandcamp. A link will be up on the rockinchicago.org website um, to their Bandcamp site. Um, so you can check out the um, four-way split they did called Recurrence and also the rest of the tracks from Tome 1. And uh, follow them on social media. See when their next shows are coming up. Um, tonight they're actually uh, killing it at Reggie's with a, a great lineup. Uh, put on by our friends at Empire Productions at the in the music joint at Reggie's. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure they got some other stuff coming up uh, very soon. And uh, we're going to close out the show tonight with another track off of Tome 1. This is called My Only Love. Thanks again for listening and take care. <laughs>